Kia ora everyone, it's Lisa here from KVH. Welcome to the September podcast. I've got our Chief Executive Stu Hutchings here with me. Hi Stu. Hi, kia ora everyone. And um, yeah, so just a reminder for you all that this is our monthly podcast. Um, we bring it to you every month after the snapshot and the bulletins for the month have been out. Now, if you don't get either of those two publications from us and want to, you can see them all on the website and you can subscribe online as well. Otherwise, you can just email or phone us here in the office and we will set you up so that they both get delivered to your email every month or every fortnight in the case of the bulletin. Um, So we're lucky to have Stu here with me because those of you that did see the bulletin late last week will know that he's just come back from France where he went to the annual International Kiwi Fruit Organisation meeting or what people commonly know as IKO. Um, So Stu's been with us since I think the end of March so this was obviously your first IKO Stu Um, and you were there alongside uh, Nikki at NZKGI and uh, Zespri as well yeah? Uh, that's correct, yeah, Nikki and Doug um, from NZKGI and a number of the senior management staff from Zespri attended as well. Uh, the IKO is a really good opportunity on an annual basis for everybody to get together uh, and discuss and compare uh, productivity and economics of how their respective kiwifruit growing industries are going in each of the countries. Um, and also on the second day to focus around technology and uh, biosecurity and disease issues. Um, So for me, it was a really good opportunity to get to meet a lot of the growers uh, and representatives and also to have uh, an understanding of how uh, growing and issues occur in other countries. Um, On the second day, we had a good discussion uh, primarily around PSA and the various levels that each of the countries is experiencing and their ways of managing that. And we also shared some of our experiences and then also uh, discussing our approach to managing other biosecurity risks in each of our respective countries. Uh, Not surprisingly, one of the major topics that was discussed at that was the brown marmorati stink bug, uh, especially in the European countries of um, France and Italy, uh, but also Chile uh, shared some of their experiences as they're the only southern hemisphere country that have got this incursion of this pest. So there must have been a lot of information to share from these countries because of course they are managing BMSB at the moment. Um, it's really cool that first off that um, biosecurity has its own specific place on the agenda and isn't just an, an add-on, you know that's a sign of how seriously um, it's being taken. Um, was there a lot of new information from especially the Europeans about um, the BMSB movement and spread? Um, from them, I guess they're in, you know, well for Italy have had it for quite a few years in the north and France is it's beginning to develop there. Um, really frustrating for them um, in that it, it's quite decimating in some orchards. Uh, they see quite a lot of fruit drop occurring and also hidden damage inside the fruit where the stink bug has actually pierced the skin and created damage internally. Um, the difficulty with this is, is often you don't realise that the damage is there until later when it starts to cause rot amongst it and other fruit. So the major thing that they're doing in a lot of orchards is just covering them with hail nets, um, trying all sorts of different methodologies at the moment like um, planting other host crops nearby, using traps and other techniques like that to see if they can work out ways of minimising damage within their orchards. 
Was there a particular um, prevalence near um, maize or soy crops? I think that's what we've mentioned before. Did you see those cases too? Yes, what I did have the opportunity to do both in France and Italy before and after the conference was go and visit some orchards and witness personally um, brown marmorated stinkbug and in some orchards PSA to quite a large extent. Uh, it was interesting that those orchards that did have soy crops nearby certainly found larger levels of brown marmorated stinkbug in those soy crops and then when they were quite close to kiwifruit orchards a lot of the uh, rows of plants near the periphery of the orchard or closer to these other crops were the ones that seemed to be most affected. Some orchards were also trying the use of traps within the orchard uh, to see whether that could draw the stink bugs into the trap and stop them damaging those areas of the orchard. And certainly um, an area up to around 10 metres around each of the traps, there was quite a lot of fruit drop. Um, it did appear to minimise some of the damage elsewhere, but of course creates a sacrifice of the crop. Um, where the traps are. So in either France and or Italy, are there particular changes I've noticed over the last year or so, or this season? Um, Italy this season seemed to find that it perhaps wasn't as bad as it had been the previous year, but there hasn't been enough years for them to determine what the cause of that pattern is. In France, this was the first season that they were starting to see levels of stink bug affecting their orchards. So sadly, I think that this is probably the beginning of a larger problem and they'll probably see worse issues next year. Sadly for France, they've also experienced quite extreme climatic um, adverse events during the year this previous season with floods, hail and frosts all impacting their production and causing increases in PSA in some of the orchards. Um, so here in the office we've been lucky enough to see some of your photos from the trip. So you got to see PSA and BMSB in real life. Um, for those of us who haven't actually seen the bugs, are they easily identifiable with some of the things that we talk about, like the size? Do they look bigger than things you've, other, you've seen otherwise? As um, We often talk about the banding on the antennae and the side of the body. Are they easy to see? Uh, certainly yes, they were, they were quite distinctive um, when you looked at them on the fruit or on the leaf of the kiwi fruit. So especially with the banding um, along the edges and on the antennae and legs, yeah. so they were quite distinctive and quite large, so larger than uh, any of the bugs that we have comparatively mm -hmm. in New Zealand. Uh, saw all stages of, of their life cycle, so some very immature small um, stages of the bug and also up to full adult size. Okay, and one of the things that I guess we pride ourselves on at KVH and in New Zealand is the work that we're doing to learn more, the research and the successful recent application with the samurai wasp. So is there anything in particular that we can take away from what the Europeans are doing to add to our knowledge at the moment? Or are we right up there with everyone else in terms of knowing as much as we can? Well, certainly the Europeans were very interested to hear that we'd had approval for the use of samurai wasp as a biocontrol agent, and we're going to be watching this space from our perspective. In terms of their own control and management of BMSB, uh, primarily it was around physical um, barriers being created with hail nets Denishing, and the like, yeah. yes. Especially in France, where they're not allowed to use many or any insecticides at all, it meant that the tools they had available were very limited. 
So yes, I think we're up there in terms of our understanding and, and uh, risk management strategies. Uh, what we want to do though is prevent us getting the bug coming in in the, in the first, first place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, we're just coming into the season now of risk, um, now that it's warming up here. So um, certainly vigilance at the border, um, where there's a lot of work being done with MPI in terms of input health standard for machinery and vehicles. Uh, to try and make sure that treatment occurs offshore prior to them coming to New Zealand so that we hopefully reduce the number of interceptions that we had compared to what we had last year. Perfect. And um, also um, last year, and we'll keep doing it again this year as well, we do produce a monthly risk update to keep everyone informed about all those activities at the border and any interceptions as well. So I am actually hoping that by the time we put out the next bulletin, um, we have the first of those monthly updates for this high risk season as well so that'd be really good Um, and just very quickly before we go I think that um, you're going to be talking a little bit about your trip and the things you saw and what you learned at the biosecurity grower day as well during biosecurity week aren't you? Uh, yes, that's correct. Uh, we're having a Biosecurity Grower Day on Thursday, Thursday the 18th of October um, and we should have some really good topics for discussion at that day. So encourage growers to come uh, into the morning session for that and if they're interested also to stay on into the afternoon. Yeah, perfect. If you want more information about that, there's a flyer up on the homepage of our website or again, just give us a call here at KVH 0800 665 825. We can talk you through the plans for the day and um, make sure that we get you RSVP'd as well. So that's going to be a really good day, a really interesting day. Lunch is provided um, and it should actually fall into um, biosecurity week really nicely. We'll have more information about that in the next bulletin as well, but there are going to be other activities during the week. Um, Just making sure that we have uh, a big focus on keeping unwanted pests and diseases out with our work at the port, with the regional council, with other groups around the region too. Um, Really quickly before we leave, we just want to remind everyone that school holidays start this Friday as well. So if you are travelling overseas, it's the same message that we're um, always talking about. Make sure that you don't bring back any unwanted hitchhikers. If you are going to any other growing areas or onto any orchards or any farms or anything overseas in particular, do take care to make sure that you check and clean your luggage and all your gear before you come back to New Zealand and before you go back onto your own orchards. And you did the same when you came back from your trip, didn't you, Stu? I certainly did. <laughs> I declared where I had been when I came through the biosecurity part and had my shoes inspected and cleaned, so that was good to see that the system was working. Perfect. Okay, thank you very much, Stu. It's great to have an update. And, um, yeah, just one last plug. If there's anything that we've talked about that you want more information about, do check the website or make contact with us and we can give you a lot more detail. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.